I answer. Sorry son of a bitch deserved it, though. Probably someone's daddy or husband decided that enough was enough. I nod in agreement and count out my pennies and dimes, then take the plastic bag from her. I walk my bike down the graveled road a bit before pulling the packet of chocolate cupcakes out of the leg of my shorts. They taste sawdusty, and the frosting's like vanilla lard, but it's better than nothing. There are two in the packet, and I put the second one in my pocket for Renee and start biking the three miles home. It's not a bad ride, if you avoid the dogs. Close to Matthews, there are single-story houses and trailers up on cinder blocks with cracked windows and mossy roofs. The sheds behind them could be tool sheds or could be meth labs. You can't tell until one blows up. But after the houses peter out, the road curves through cornfields, and you don't have to worry so much about seeing people. The road goes out to a creek, if you keep following it, in a dock and a cement slip for boats. But I turn off when I get to the farmhouse, the big place with the columns on the front where our landlords, the Lumsdens, live. Kids at school say the Lumsdens do black magic, call down hurricanes or dry up the sky or make it rain chickens, which I don't believe. But I don't like to hang around near their house one way or another. Lily Lumsden is two grades ahead of me in school, and she's nice, but... Her older sister, Sally, already looks like a witch. Sometimes I run into her on the dock or out in the woods, staring at the sky like she's listening to something only she can hear. I stop and think for a moment about eating the second cupcake. Renee can't miss what she didn't know was coming to her. And I'm hungry. But I put my feet back on the pedals and keep going. Down the oyster shell road that meets the gravel road opposite the farmhouse, cuts through the potato field, and runs along the edge of the woods, down to the little dock on a calm side creek, too shallow for boating, where the Lumsdens sink their crab pots. Our house rises out of the heat haze like a turtle on the sand, just a little brown hump showing over a clump of evergreens and a few acres of potatoes. Some years they plant corn, and some years they plant soybeans, but mostly this field gets done in potatoes. They stretch out dusty green off to the left of the shell road, and the brambles and woods stretch thick and dark off to the right, and the knobbly white oyster shell stretches out in front of me most of the way home, making my bike jump and judder and kick up dust. Mosquitoes swarm around me in the stillness, leaving quarter-sized welts. I'm gritty all over by the time I reach the end of the shells and have to get off and wheel my bike over the grass, around the evergreens and mulberry trees, and over to the screened-in downstairs porch. Our cat, Mickle, wanders out of the bushes and rubs against my legs as I drag the bike onto the porch through one of the big holes in the screening, and I scratch him a bit before going inside the house. It's a little house, our house one room downstairs and two rooms upstairs, and a porch for each. And according to the phone company and the electric company and the tax man, it doesn't exist. Renee's in the bedroom we share on the ground floor, and I throw her the cupcake. She crumbles it into little bites and eats it a chunk at a time while following me up the stairs. The dust is thick on my skin, 
and makes smears of mud on the dish rag that I use to wipe it off. She stays two steps behind while I dig in the kitchen dresser for the box of rounds and reach the twenty-two down from over the window. It's easier to handle than the shotgun, and the ammo is cheaper, and wanders after me out onto the upstairs porch. Thought we was going crabbing when you got back, she says, her voice gummy and front teeth black with cupcake. The ripped screen door slams behind her. We are, I say, and put the box of rounds down on the porch rail. Just let me do some target shooting a bit. I'm feeling nervous. I line up five rounds like Daddy does, flat base against my thumb and tip against my pointer finger, pinched in a row, and slot them into the magazine. They make a silvery sound as they slide down. What's going on? She asked.